Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. What's up, Dale? How are you, man? Hey, Jesse. Nice to meet you. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. I was just going to say, not only, guys, is this a first time we're having a brand new host, but it's rare that I've heard someone's name so many times in such like fine, like, like we have so many friends that just speak so highly of Dale. He runs this show on Lab Code Agents with a good friend of ours, Brian Curtis, called Cash Call, where they lovingly rip apart real life sales calls and tell them how to make them better. Is that, is that a good way to describe it, Dale? Yes, it is. We have a very good time uh, and we try to be as respectful as possible while laughing at some of the largest errors we've ever heard. <laughs> so, so it's him and Brian Curtis, who's been on Agent Paddle before, guys. Um, I'm in my backyard, as you can see, because I literally just ran outside, Dale. And I was like, I want to at least be here to introduce you to our crew for the first time, because Dale is, Dale is a master when it comes to sales language, sales processes, conversion. Um, he, truly, I just, I'm grateful you're here. I know you got a lot of good stuff. What is our official topic today? What, what are we training on? We are talking about lead, team lead conversion training and accountability for teams, which is like, a huge topic and one that is so important and drives straight to the profitability of brokerages and teams. Love it. And is this for both team leaders and team members to listen to? Is this be beneficial to both, to both crews? Absolutely. Yeah. Because listen, agents and ISA should be, should have some kind of stake in their own training and their own accountability, as well as team leaders and managers understanding like how to navigate this. It's not easy. It's hard. It's hard. It, it, there's a lot of tears that get shed over this on both sides of the fence. So it, it's not easy. And we try to make it easier on people. All right. So that, that's, that's going to be the tagline for this. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry. We're going to learn about converting leads and accountability today. Dale, I'm going to shut my camera because I got to get my car, but I'm going to listen in and I'll be back on by the time you wrap up. So I'm, I'm excited to learn just like you guys. I'll turn it over to you, dude. Enjoy. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Great seeing you. Uh, so I want Zach. Zach's going to be my prompt today. Okay, Zach. So why don't you do it? If I, I can rant for forever, as long as somebody gets me teed up. So go sure. for it, Zach. Well, so I think the first thing, you know, nobody gives a better introduction than Jesse, but I think um, you should have you give a little quick intro about who you are, you know, a couple minutes about your background and, and most importantly, where people can learn about your training program. Absolutely. Appreciate that. So I've been a licensed real estate agent since 2008. I've personally sold uh, real estate. I was one of the top uh, expired and for sale by owner listing agents in my market at one time. I then joined up with a, uh, a team leader in my area who had a small team and we proceeded to grow that from five agents to over 30 agents and uh, from about 100 transactions a year to over 650 transactions a year. And I built and managed the inside sales and lead generation department and failed at it uh, several times and then figured out how to do it successfully. And then I took those skills and abilities and insights and um, processes and created my coaching and training company, which is now called Smart Insight Sales. And we've been helping teams and brokerages and uh, agents really implement the training, scripting, dialogue, lead conversion skills, as well as the accountability and management techniques and skills into their own businesses to increase profitability. And what the website's uh, smartinsidesales.com, correct? Yep. Smartinsidesales.com is where we can be found. 
pretty simple. I, and I have a weird name. So if you just Google Archdeacon, you can, you can find me there too. So how did you, you know, you mentioned you went from up to a couple hundred sales. How did you, what did you do to grow? You know, I like to just take it back to how you got to where you are. So how did you make that big leap initially? Yeah. So I would say, I mean, it was obviously incremental over time, but it, it was a, it was a combination and listen, I'm going to say this and, you know, uh, everyone on stage or everyone being interviewed always has a very simple answer and everything sounds rosy and simple to do when the reality is that oftentimes there's a lot of messes and a lot of broken things that happen along the path of you creating something or having success in something. So I just want to give that caveat before I say this. Over time, as we got better at recruiting, at screening, at hiring, at managing, and at leading and training people, we were able to grow that steadily over time. And it really is a matter of the people that you have within your organization in terms of sales. And so that's why my company specifically focuses on lead conversion training, because that's one of the bedrocks of it for a salesperson to be able to sell more or an ISA to be able to be uh, more successful. And then really the accountability and management part that you layer on top of that. So that's what we did over time and figured out how to do it and came up with training strategies, came up with dialogue strategies, and then came up with accountability and management strategies that helped continue to push uh, that production and push the return on investment or return on time. So um, our audience is a lot of high level people, you know, dedicated agents, not definitely not your average agent. And I think they like to just get right into things. Um, sure. I was curious, what are some of your, you know, some of the strategies that you teach as far as how to um, convert leads? Yeah. So um, that's a great question. Um, we have developed a set of uh, techniques and a set of concepts that we teach. And it's one thing for when you're trying to teach salespeople how to have good conversations, basically what we did is we looked at or being a, you know, a high level experienced salesperson myself and working with other salespeople, figuring out what is that salesperson doing? What are they saying and why are they saying it? And how do we take that perspective that they gained over time and over years of experience how do we turn it into a principle and then turn around and teach it to junior agents or newer agents or newer ISAs? Because if you can do that, what you do is you start to shave the learning curve off, right? So rather than it taking, you know, 15 years of sales experience to become the type of conversationally skilled person that you need to be to close at a high level, we can start teaching those concepts much earlier. And what we see is that that newer agent, that newer ISA has a much faster trajectory to get to having better conversations and converting more leads. It does take time, obviously still, but you can really shave a lot of that time off. So we've developed a series of principles and you know, I can, I can go through a few of those right here. One of the first principles that we teach brand new salespeople or brand new ISAs would be now, sooner, or logical next step. It's really a bedrock concept that we teach. So I usually start out when I'm training agents and ISAs and I have to remind them, I say, why don't you, why don't you interact with me, Zach? Zach, when would you like to sell somebody a house if you're a real estate salesperson? Um, yesterday. Yesterday. Great. Next best time would be? Tomorrow. Today. Now. Right now. Yeah. Right. 
I want to sell you a house now. So if I'm saying to you, I want you to always remember that the most important thing is now, sooner, or logical next step. What that means is I want to sell you a house now. I want to list your house now. I want to meet now. I want you to sign a contract now. I want you to reduce your price now. I want you to make a decision now. Is that always the case? Can we always sell someone a house right now? No, no we can't. And that's just real life. So as I'm having what we teach the agents and I say is, as you're having conversation, if someone says something that shows you that they aren't going to buy now, sell now, list now, meet now, make a decision now, follow that path with your questions, right? Take your conversation down the road to understand why it can't, won't, and shouldn't be now. If that lead can convince you that it can't be, won't be, shouldn't be now, okay, let's move to sooner. Can it be sooner then? If it's not today, can it be tomorrow? Can it be next week? Can it be next month? Make your line of questioning, your conversation, follow that path. And if they convince you can't be, won't be, isn't going to be sooner, let's at least have a logical next step then. What are we going to do next? When are we going to talk next or interact next? Why are we going to talk and interact next? And what are you going to get out of it lead, right? That needs to be how my conversation goes. This concept is one of the one of the concepts that we teach, one of the concepts that we reinforce with scripting and dialogue and practice. And oh my God, actually listening to the calls that the agents have with leads and listening to the calls that ISAs have with leads. Because although it may seem like a very logical concept, right? That's not hard to understand, right, Zach? Yeah. Now or sooner, or have a logical next step with them. You would be shocked at the amount of times that we listen to the actual recordings of an agent talking to a lead or an ISA talking to a lead where they violate now or they violate sooner, violate logical next step. And that would be things like, hey, are you planning on buying a home in the next few months? Or are you just window shopping? No, no, we'll be buying next spring. Okay, great. What neighborhoods do you want to buy in? And what color do you want the uh, siding to be on the house? And okay, well, then I'll just talk to you uh, every month or so randomly, call you out of the blue and see if you're ready to buy yet or if it's still that time frame. That I'm just paraphrasing and being kind of funny, but that is some of the crappy conversations that we actually have agents and ISAs conducting with people. It didn't follow now. It didn't understand why not now when they said, I'm going to buy next spring, right? It didn't see if we could move it up sooner. And it didn't establish any kind of good logical next step with that lead. So we teach the concepts, we role play the concepts. And then most importantly, in my training, we actually listen to what they did because there's a giant gap between all of you understanding what I just said about your conversation being now sooner or logical next step. There's a big step between you understanding that and then you and I role playing it. And maybe we'll practice it a couple of times. And you'll feel really comfortable. Like, I got this. Yeah, man, I can totally do this whole now sooner thing. And I know what questions to ask. And then you get on the phone with a real live lead and totally shit the bed and don't do anything that we just practiced. Right. And hopefully you can bleep that out. But uh, <laughs> point being, we can teach these. You can understand them logically. But what we discovered, and this is for my team leaders out there. You can't just say, hey, do this thing, 
right? Do it like this. Now go do it and come back with the results. They're not going to do it. So some team leaders are even better. Like, okay, I want you to do this thing. Now let's us practice you doing this thing. Now go do the thing. And they still won't come back with success having done the thing you just did. Because you've got to teach them, then you got to practice, then you got to see what they do, and they have to see what they do. And then you go back and you teach it again and you practice it again, and then you look to see if they actually did it. If you can, in your training with your agents, with your ISAs, if you can implement that sort of cycle where you have to keep doing it over and over again until it really takes root and they can perform when they're on stage, essentially on stage, when talking to a lead or interacting with a client, that's when you will get the results that you're looking for. So when it comes to team lead conversion training, you have to go through this process. And I only taught you guys one concept, right? A bedrock concept, which is now sooner or logical next step. And we have lots of concepts that we teach, like following the no in your conversation, which I alluded to already, make them right no matter what. And I like to say, no matter what stupid thing comes out of their mouth, we teach agents and ISAs what objections actually are, and they are not an unanswered question. That is just 1990s nonsense. It's not that it's an unanswered question. I'm going to tell you what an objection is right now. When somebody says no to you, Zach, I'm going to talk to you because I like actually talking directly to people. Sure. When somebody says no to you, right? If I say, hey, Zach, will you buy a house with me today? On, at these prices, and you say, no, Dale, I won't buy a house with you today at these prices, what you're actually doing is you're saying, yes, I will buy a house at a different time with a different person or under a different set of circumstances. Right, Zach? Right. Yeah, you're saying yes to something. So that's the first thing we teach. That's what objections are. I'm saying no to this thing, which is actually yes to something else. And so we teach our agents and ISAs how to ask you the questions to figure out what you're actually saying yes to, rather than getting upset about and threatened by and shut down by what they're hearing as a no. Does that make sense? Yeah. So this is just a skill, you know, it takes time to develop and it's not, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. Exactly. Yes. It's really a mental shift that we help people make. And that's one of the, that's where the effectiveness of, of our training comes in is that we're changing people's perspectives, the salesperson's perspective. We're helping them go from adversarial to consultative, right? Getting a rather than being on opposite sides of the table, getting to the other side of the table with that person to collaborate with them, figure out what is it you ultimately want? How do you think you're going to get it? And why do you think you're going to go about it that way? so that I can figure out maybe a better, faster, cheaper, easier way for you to get what you want and for me to get paid. There's a lot of visualization, you know, there's a lot of tips and tricks and things that go into this. Yes, absolutely. So I would say that is the, you know, team lead conversion training stuff we're looking at. Now, you still have to have some basic scripting, right? When somebody starts new, and you say, hey, listen, when you're working an old lead, say this. If you have a new inbound inquiry, do this. And I'll give you an example. For instance, Zillow inquiries or realtor.com inquiries, right? Or even an inquiry on your website where somebody wants to go see a property. 
best practices there are, it sounds like, well, actually, let me show you what not to do. I'll interact with you, Zach, and then I'll show you what to do. This is very basic and everybody listening to this can implement it today or go and teach your team to do this. <clears throat> so Zach, you're an inquiry. You've just rung in through Zillow or whatever it is, right? Uh, but let's say that you've inquired and you want to, you, you've inquired about an address. I'm going to show you what not to do. I'm going to say ring, ring, Zach, you answer the phone, okay? Okay. Ring, ring. Hello. Hello, is this Zach? Uh, yeah, who's calling? Oh, Zach, this is Dale from, I'm, I'm a Zillow partner and I'm from whatever realty. It looks like you're interested in 123 Main Street. Uh, did you have any questions about that or how can I help you? Uh, yeah, I'm interested in it. Uh, I was just curious, how many uh, bedrooms and bathrooms does it have? All right. Now, I just did multiple things you should not do. One, I asked if it was you rather than knowing it's you, right? Telemarketers don't know it's you. Debt collectors know that it's you until you prove otherwise, right? So we are debt collectors, not telemarketers. Know who you're talking to. Believe me, they will correct you. The other thing that I did wrong is I didn't immediately announce who I was and why I was talking to you on the phone. There was that big pause there where there's a mystery as to who I am and why I'm talking to you. The next thing that I did wrong is, or not best practice, is I said, hey, you're interested in this address. Do you have any questions about it or how can I help you, right? I invited you to ask me questions, which I might not be able to answer if I'm not the listing agent, or even if I am the listing agent, I might not be able to answer those questions, which puts me in a bad position. Two, I asked a pretty worthless question, which is how can I help you, right? How can I help you is not a very purposeful question. So now let's do it better. Let's do it the way that we recommend that you do it and the most effective way. So once again, you're a Zillow lead. You've been acquired on 123 Main Street, okay? Okay. So listen to the difference here. Ring, ring. Hello. Hello, Zach. This is Dale Archdeacon with ABC Realty. Looks like you're interested in 123 Main Street. When would you like to go see it? Hey, Dale. Uh, I would like to see it. Do you have any availability tomorrow? Beautiful. There. I have not invited any questions, right? I've pushed through straight to the showing so that usually if people are inquiring about an address, they usually want to go see it or they have some questions first and then they want to go see it. I just push straight through to the go see it. And most of the time I'm gonna to get to avoid a bad situation where I've set Zach up to ask me questions that I can't answer because I'm standing in line at the grocery store or waiting to pick up my kid from daycare, right? Or I might not be the listing agent and I don't know any answers about that property and then I'm gonna accidentally reveal that I'm not the listing agent and potentially lose the lead. Make sense everybody? So that is, yes, we need some basic scripting. However, beyond the basic scripting, we're teaching these principles, these concepts that really enable agents and ISAs to think for themselves, be present in a conversation and have a much better, more productive conversation with a lead so that it's not an adversarial sales situation. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's amazing what like a little bit of confidence and taking charge can really do for a conversation or help you convert, you know, convert leads. Makes a huge amount of difference. And that's why with the lead conversion training and accountability, this will help with your accountability. If the agents and the ISAs 
feel more comfortable about having conversations, they will have more conversations. Usually, agents or ISAs aren't making the contacts they're supposed to make because they aren't confident about having any conversation with any person. They're afraid of it. They're nervous about what's going to happen. They are afraid or have experienced feeling stupid or not knowing what to say. That is what puts negative pressure on them making those dials, making those conversations, because let's be honest, it's not comfortable to have uncomfortable conversations with strangers, right? Most normal people don't want to do that. That's totally normal, right, Jesse? There we go. He's in the car. Yeah, man. I am, I am in the car. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, it's better without the video. Yeah, it's better without the video. We can hear you better yeah. when the video is I just want to tell you, Dale, this is one of the best foundational sales trainings I've ever heard. And I'm a sales nerd. I've heard a lot. This, no, it's, this is fantastic, guys. And I love the way that Dale presents it because I'm all over the place. I'm very excitable. Dale, you are so just consistent and calm. And it makes me feel just confident listening to, oh, I can do this. Like, it's, it's a really great way to present this material. I love it. Thank you, Jesse. I really appreciate that. Um, that's one of the uh, passions that we have. So, uh, you know, in, in me creating the training company and, and both from the accountability side, as well as from the agent and ISA sides, one of the, one of the things that, that one of the passions that I have is I see the difficulty and the struggle of leading an organization, of getting people to row in the right direction for their own benefit even. And I also see the difficulty in the, and I know the pain of being a salesperson and not knowing how to have good productive conversations, but having to do it anyway to keep the lights on. That's really painful, right? It's also really painful to be spending a lot of money on leads and marketing to then turn around and say, why isn't my team turn spinning this wheat into gold over here? I don't get it. So that's where we like to step in. We want to help both team leaders understand how do I help my salespeople feel more comfortable, enjoy the process of selling or the process of helping other people achieve their goals, while at the same time, how do I, how do I help them build intrinsic motivation to do so? Because you can only stand outside and smack somebody to try to motivate them for so long. And it doesn't work that way. Usually it has to be internal or intrinsic motivation. So we teach team leaders how to develop the soft skills that need that they need in order to help salespeople actually achieve what they want to achieve or self-select out sometimes because that's what happens too. So we have about seven minutes left. I know you wanted to talk about um, accountability and you kind of just were, but what are, you know, because obviously they're learning this new system and you need to be held accountable for what you're doing, converting leads. So how about like some tips for how to keep your people accountable, you know, when they're doing, when they're trying to convert these people? Yeah, I would say one, it starts out with the people that you bring on, first of all, right? If you set very clear expectations up front, this is what's required of you. And, uh, and I like to give team leaders some very basic concepts, which is we have a minimum standard for our company. You figure out what the minimum standard is in terms of sales that have to be made per month, per year, 
And in order to enjoy the benefits of the team, right, in order to join the association with the team, you have to produce X. And it needs to be achievable. And we generally develop what that is, what that minimum standard is based on the profitability of the company and, and how many units an agent needs to sell on the team and what size team in order to support the team. That's a little more complicated, but suffice it to say, we come up with a minimum standard for the team. Below this line, you cannot be here. At this line or above, you get to stay here and you get all the leadership, training, tools, resources, et cetera, because you've shown that you want to be here. And then we need a rock star rule, which says, hey, you've met the minimum standard between minimum standard sales and rock star rule. You have to report your numbers. You have to show up for training. You have to do what we say. You have to study our materials. You have to, you know, track your leads in the system and update them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When you hit the rock star rule, which is whatever number of sales uh, and beyond, now we don't ask you any more questions. You come and go as you please. You take the resources from the team as you want them or don't want them. And basically, if you want no other interaction with us than to show up and collect your checks after every closing, so be it. That's fantastic, right? So that's something that needs to be implemented and actually adhered to. And I'm going to give you guys some advice here. Sometimes one of the things that I discover is that teams get bloated with non-sales people, people who, are, who have more excuses than sales. When you have some producers in a team and you have some excuse makers in a team, your producers will sell fewer homes due to having the excuse makers around. And if there's enough excuse makers can actually cause your producers to leave and say, this is not the pond that I want to be in. And so sometimes my very uh, people driven leaders out there who don't want to cut staff or don't want to let someone go or have a difficult conversation. And I'm going to tell you a little secret. I sound like I'm really good at difficult conversations. They still suck for me too. And I don't like having to let people go. But occasionally, a few excuse makers' heads rolling really get the accountability thing reset on the team and make it clear that, yes, when mom or dad make a rule and give a consequence as a result, the consequence will happen. And all of a sudden, people start falling in line better. So when you ask about accountability, that's an important thing there, too. What we generally manage to is manage to results. Am I going to be over? I got like three minutes left. It's okay. If you go over a couple of minutes, that's fine. No big deal. All right. Let's just take it down the hierarchy. I like to manage to results. If I say you have to sell X number of homes in order to stay with this team, then I'm going to say, if you sell X number of homes, you can stay with this team. And then we break that down by quarter. So let's just use 24 houses a year as an example, right? So in some markets, that might be outrageous to sell a minimum of 24, right? In some markets, 24 might not be able to pay the bills all the way. Uh, depending on price point and volume. So I'm just giving an example here. If I said 24 homes per year is what the minimum standard is, then I'm going to break that into quarters, right? So that's going to be, help me with my math, Zach. Is that six units per quarter? Yeah, okay. So that's going to be six units per quarter. And I say, all right, you have to sell six units per quarter, six homes per quarter in order to stay here. If you miss any two quarters in a row, we have to let you go. You've decided that you aren't gonna be here. And this is on a team where we know that between the leads and the resources and the support and the training and the guidance and everything else, 
that it should be easy for someone to sell 24 houses in a year, right? And so if they aren't doing that, if they miss two quarters in a row, we part ways. And there just has to be that line in the sand. Beyond that, getting down more into the granular per month, you know, if you're not putting in your two deals per month, we're going to be talking about it. But ultimately, you've got two quarters to hang yourself, essentially, right? But there is a line in the sand out there in the future. I'm going to continue supporting you by saying, hey, in order for you to sell two houses a month, you probably need to be making 30 contacts a week or 25 contacts a week, depending on what your lead mix is, right? And so I'm going to continue helping that agent. I'm going to continue guiding them, giving them those principles, helping them figure out how do I time block this into my schedule? What did I let get in the way? Where is my mindset at? But at most, that's only going to happen over a total of two quarters. And it usually doesn't even get that far because that agent knows after they've missed that first quarter and they can see on the horizon that they're nowhere near being on track, then they're going to be let go. It also is reflective of the fact that they're going to know that they haven't been doing what they need to do that whole time along anyway. So it makes exiting with them very simple. Or what also happens, this is the positive thing that happens. It really lights a fire under people's ass and gets them doing what they need to do because they want to be there. They want to play in that arena. They want to stay there and they do what they have to do to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, that sounds, uh, you definitely... I, I would think you should definitely plug your website right now. This all sounds great. I know Jesse's super excited and I know I've learned a ton. So where, um, I, I am excited. I am excited. I direct messaged my cell number to Dale. I was like, dude, call me after this. I want to talk. I, like Dale and I have honestly never talked and I'm blown away how we not become better friends before Dale. I love everything you're saying. Thank you so much, Jesse. I appreciate that. I, I definitely appreciate being invited here and I love sharing this stuff. Where, where do people find you? How do, how do we get more? smartinsidesales.com is the website. You can get us there. Also, I mean, we have a Facebook group that's open to people. It's Smart Inside Sales. It's a Facebook group where we share content, strategies, information. Uh, and, you know, we, as you mentioned, Jesse, we do the cash call show. So if you join our group, we'll invite you to come watch the cash call show. You can catch it on our YouTube channel too. You can watch the replays. Um, and on Cash Call with my co-host Brian Curtis, uh, we you know we we get into the into the sales training of this stuff and listening to what people are doing, playing real calls, giving advice. And Jesse, I'd love to say <clears throat> that we do point out good things too. It's just Brian and I are really good at finding things that aren't right, uh, and so you know it's one of the gifts. I, I just love your guys' sense of humor on the show. I don't know. It's just you and Brian. Thank you. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. Um, uh, so well, while we, as we wrap this up, so um, Dale, you're tagged in our group. So anyone who watches this later is watching this now. Um, you can reach out to Dale there and um, we'll put all the links to your, um, to your group and your shows in the, in the show notes as well. So people can join your group and watch your shows and all that good stuff. Excellent. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, so let's Jesse, I don't know if Jesse has any other thing you want to add or if you want to add anything else. I'm, I'm good. I'll let Dale give his closing thought. I'm driving to the middle of nowhere. Sorry, Dale. I, I had a schedule change. I wish I could have been sitting on camera doing this whole thing, but I'm going to go back and re-listen because it's super good. So whatever you want to close it up with, it's all Dale. And hopefully we'll have Dale back on and you guys can be on together. I definitely have to have Dale back on. Sure. Yeah. 
That would be great. And Jesse, it's okay. I don't know if anyone can tell, but I do love the sound of my own voice. So you've just given me the opportunity to do a lot of voicing. Um, yeah. So I would say parting, parting thought, man, is, you know, if you're, it's, it's not easy. It's not supposed to be easy. If it were easy, you know, frankly, we real estate agents and teams probably would have been put out of business already. Um, but it's not easy. It's not easy to lead people. It's not easy to, and I'm not going to say motivate people because we don't motivate people. It's not easy to help people self-discover the path to achieving their own goals consistently, right? On the leadership side. And listen, becoming a salesperson is not that easy. I, I remember when I bought sort of a tape set of skill of sales skills, like telemarketing skills. And I'm like listening to these tapes in my car, trying to get better at having crappy, uncomfortable conversations with cold leads uh, as a telemarketer. So it's hard, man. It's been a long progression of self-discovery and of figuring out how to interact with other human beings to come to a mutually beneficial resolution, right? So I went early from sales, which is me manipulate you, me get you to do something, me argue with you when I don't agree with you, right? And beat you into submission to buy with me or sell with me up to, hey, you're a person too. You know, I, I can get into your head and help you get to where you want to go in a mutually beneficial way. So it's just not easy. It's not easy on either side. Well, that was great. Um, and thanks again for hosting. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll have you back on, you know, maybe December and January. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of our followers don't, you know, join your group and listen to your stuff because this is right up their alley. Excellent. Thank you so much, Zach. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.